the move. Blasted towards goal. Cenku Jack got it there. Cenku Jack's first goal in AFL footy. He looks brilliant. Wingard. Spinning move was superb. How good that time to look over his shoulder. Chad Wingard, brilliant. Simply brilliant. That Brockman by hand. More, more. Bends it. Nails it. The Hawks are up by three goals. Grabs the jumper. Welcome to the Hawthorne Fancast, episode number six. I'm joined by James, my co-host. How are you, James? Well, it wasn't a great performance on Saturday, so a bit grim. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot to unpack. Yeah, so uh, this uh, episode is going to be a little bit different because I actually didn't watch the game. I was at Jimmy Carr this uh, uh, last uh, Saturday night when the Hawks played the Dockers. Well, we're both laughing, just in completely different ways. Uh, that's very, very true. I, I did have a cheeky look at the scores during the comedy show, uh, much to the displeasure of my uh, girlfriend. But, um, look, you watch the game. So this episode, I'm going to be asking you all the questions and you're going to be giving me all the answers, the rundown. Well, obviously, until we do the preview. But, yeah, it was kind of a two steps forward, one step back sort of game that we never really gave ourselves an opportunity. A bit late in the first quarter, we kicked some goals back to make the score a bit respectable and gave ourselves a little bit of a chance. But there was a lot of undisciplined acts, especially early. I think three of their Frio's first five goals, all their goals in the first quarter, were, were, were probably from free kicks. Mm. And then going back the other way, uh, we failed to execute um, with our skills. The midfield was really dominant. Um, we got a lot of clearances. Um, we dominated the clearance. I think at one stage it was 7-0 to zero in favour of us. There was just a disconnect between our mids and the forward, and that's been an issue all season. Yeah, unlike a good uh, podcast host, I didn't actually go back and watch the game. I decided that it would be best not to, I mean, based on the scoreline. I don't blame you. It's uh, not something you'd be re-watching back, and it's probably not good for your mental health either. <laughs> yeah, well, the Hawks are, are one of those factors these days. But, look, tell me what really happened in the game, because I'm a bit uh, unsure about how we actually lost this one. To be honest with you, I was very... Um, I guess, optimistic going into the game last week. I actually tipped us to we win both, for once. We both tipped us, didn't uh, we? Yeah, destroyed my perfect round in tipping, so thanks, Hawks. Uh, yeah, I didn't really rate the Freo Dockers so far this year, so I was quite surprised when we got pretty much done by them in the end. It was just typical playing a team back into form. I mean, you can't you can't disrespect our midfield. Like, our midfield has been so good all year, um, and that continued in the game. That was That's the really confusing part with our season is the fact that we've been crying out for years to dominate clearances, to dominate the contests, to win the midfield battle. And it's something all year we've been able to do, nor at least mm. break even. We've just found no connect inside both 50s. I feel like the defence was re- probably the worst defensive performance on the year. Not only our team defence, but the back six. As soon as the ball hit the ground, um, the, the Dockers looked like they were going to score, and they scored virtually every time they went in there. They were going at about 65% um, in their forward. All their forward entries would turn into scores. Um, we, we just really struggled, and, and I feel like we've really struggled to get the ball out cleanly out of our defence mm-hmm. when we do have ball in hand. It's a yeah. rush quick, uh, kick there. Forward pressure was great. Mm-hmm. None of their forwards really dominated mm-hmm. us. It was more their structure... Um, forced us into errors and their structure was so good their defenders every time we won a clearance they'd just punch it back out their mids would gather it and they'd go forward and they'd score a goal so credit to Freo they they John Longmore uh, Justin Longmuir I should say I don't think has ever lost to us 
um, before. And, yeah. and I think he know he just works us out. Mm. They win the structure every time. It's not necessarily that they've got the better players or they've got dominant. Like they had dominant performers in in terms of Luke Jackson dominated us. Uh, Andrew Brayshaw and Caleb Sarong were pretty good. Even Jago Amira had some good moments as well. But there was no one that absolutely ripped us apart. Um, we we kind Brayshaw of, on the stats looked like he did. Bra- Brayshaw was pretty good. Um, probably his best game of the year. Freo have struggled in first quarters recently. Uh, they've lost all their first quarters this year apart from against us. So we've got a lot of issues internally and I'm really scared for this week. Yeah, look, as a statistician I am, I actually checked the stats during the the comedy show and I realised that, well, the one that stood out the most to me was actually efficiency inside 50. At one stage when I looked, it was, uh, I think, 70% Fremantle and 30% Hawthorne. Now, you've told me a bit about the 30% Hawthorne. What was going on with our defence this game? Well, I said as soon as the ball hit the ground, they pounced on it and they scored. It happened pretty much each time. They were getting contested marks. As I said, a lot of free kicks were given away. And the last few games, what I've noticed is it's coming from our leaders and not our young blokes. It's coming from yeah. the guys, the the Frosts, the Sicilies, the Morrisons, just a lot of undisciplined acts from, from them during the game. Frost gave away... A stupid free kick to start off with when he dropped a chest mark um, and then he, the Frio player got it. He went to tackle, got him high, free yeah. kick, Frio gets the first. And then I think Sicily gave away a 50-metre penalty for descent the next one. So we're two goals down from free quick kicks in the first five minutes. You're not giving yourself much of a chance. We're, we're a team that is big on momentum and if we have a good start, we normally keep that going for as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't get that good start, we really struggle to get into the game, and that was what was happening. Yeah, it's the big enigma right now. I, I've always thought that our defence was actually our best part of our game. Yeah, nah. But right now, I'm really worried about our defence as it's gone this year. It just doesn't seem to be functioning near as well as it did last year. And uh, look, I thought CJ's been really fumbly recently, but he didn't even play on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need to find a defensive mix that's going to work. I... And looking at Blank and DGB, one of those two to come back in. I would love to see Blanky back in. I'm not sure yeah. what your thoughts are, but clearly our defense just isn't working right now. One of them. I feel like we do need to pump games into DGB just to give supporters clarity. Is he actually going to make it? How was Weddle this game? Uh, he he lacks game awareness and he always looks a bit uncertain. Yep. Uh, and it really showed. Did at he times. play key defender again or did he play on yeah, the Yeah, he played deep. Okay. Whether that was key or not. Yeah, he kind of did man up at all. Okay. That was down there. And he held his own. With ball in hand, he's fine. Move him right. up to the wing or move him to a spot where he can get ball and use his strengths, he'd be better. I feel like he is DGBing himself around right. um, at the moment, getting caught out. Did we get to see any of his pace? Yeah, there was, there was a couple of moments. A couple of runs? Okay, good. Seamus as well had a couple of runs. So Because the one thing I'm looking at, and I'm just reading off social media and some of our fans that have sent me messages... Uh, Morrison might get dropped based on his recent form. And I'm looking at Weddle as maybe that person that could maybe come into that wing spot and then yep. someone else can take his defensive spot back and down back. Now, I've got a, I've got a different opinion to this and, and not many listeners are going to like it based on the player I'm Go saying ahead. to bring on. But you know how we talked last week and, and it happened again on Saturday night about us struggling on the wings and, and yeah. the, the opposition going around us, carving through us on the outside. Yeah, the transition game. Think about when that started to happen. Because 
I think, and, and it's very relevant for when we get to the game preview because he did an awesome job last year, but Finn needs to come in and tag a winger or, or needs to do something on the outside. When he tagged Langdon last year, we, we he almost single-handedly helped us beat Melbourne, who were premiership favourites at that point in time. They were, they were undefeated. I think Finn McGuinness offers maybe not an inside tag because we've got Nash doing it well, but if we need to really stop opposition's runs on the outside, Finn is that guy that can take that link-up player away. Yeah, to be honest with you, I like your outside thinking, but I fundamentally disagree. I think Finn needs to show more than his one-trick pony. I yeah, can only tag I also people. agree with that. And the main problem I'm looking at, right, so I looked at the stats this season so far, and our highest score in this year is 80 points. Now, you, you can't even really barely win a game with 80 points these days. That's the worry for me. Uh, the defense is a worry, definitely. But I think that our own scoring, we would be more focused on. And if Finn was to come on and play on the wing, would he offer anything up in the link-up chain? Or would he just be taking a player out of their game? I don't like this whole idea of let's just go and negate the opposition. I want to see us bring our own brand of footy to the play. Because we scored 46 points against Fremantle, who have been carved open all year so far. That is my biggest concern right now, is that we just can't score. And... That's what's going to get keep fans away from the footy. I don't think the win-loss record really is going to make much of a difference. I think we just want make, to play exciting. Right. But I think what's going to make the real difference is when we can't put goals through the big sticks. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it depends which way you look at it, though, because at the end of the day, it just turns into 21v21, and it takes out a key part of the opposition's game plan and what they're trying to do. Yeah, I, I don't know out. if that's the reason why they're transitioning so easy, whether it's just one player on the wing. I think it's team defense set up. Like, uh, it's, you it's, know, it's definitely that as well. You should be able to, you know, stop teams at a certain length. Like, I watch a lot of other teams play, and you can see the St. Kilda just let, sort of let teams sit back and kick it around amongst themselves, but they never let them get past that sort of half-forward line unaided. We can get full transitioned. So I don't think that's just about tagging certain players. It might just be about the system that Sam Mitchell's employing right now. We saw a bit of it round one and round two against Essen and, and uh, Sydney. Sydney, where we got carved up on the transition. And based on what you're telling me about this game, something similar happened. Yeah, 100%. It was yeah. the most like... It was a type of loss we would have um, endured in the early rounds of the season. That's going to happen with young teams. You can't put this effort up for three rounds and not be tired. Um, I think it was just a shame that out of all opposition, it, it came against a club like Fremantle where we and thought form. We, could, we could beat. And, yeah. and their, form, their form hasn't been too great either. Um, so, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, what were on the negatives? What were some of the players that stood out for you as maybe underperforming and could be dropped? Morrison was was a new type of, of terrible on the weekend. In what, in what way? Similar to the week before that everything he touched just turned to shit. So turnovers? Yeah, turnovers. There was a there was a moment where Frost went back with the flight, saved a certain goal. Could have been a free kick to probably Frio, but he did enough. He had eyes and hands on the ball, won it, and then Morrison came, swept it out, and it looked like we were out. And then he kicks it out on the full. Frio kick it back inside 50. They get a contested mark. They kick a goal. And that was the part of the game where the lead just looked too big that we're never going to come back. So it's moments like that that we've got too many players doing too many things like that, crucial moments. Frost is another. That was Frost's worst game for the year. I did some nice defensive stuff, yeah. but he's so... He was so that classic positive and negative sort of performance yeah. from Frost. Yeah, it was, it was probably leaning more to the negative yeah. um, side. 
Which is going to happen when you're getting peppered a little bit. I mean, I know in the inside 50 count, we only lost by, I think, three in the end, which is very telling about how our yeah, but good the second half, were. the second mm. half we got killed. I think we were up twenty nine to nineteen at half time in inside fifties, right. and we were about thirty points behind. That's shocking, yeah. absolutely shocking. So, and not just from a defensive point of view, our forward point of view as well, well is that, pretty poor, especially with our as a lot of fans caught our savior Mitch Lewis coming back in for our forward line structure. It seems like it's sort of still a work in progress. Well, that's the thing, and and we we talk about our defense and our leaky us leaking goals all the time but we don't pay enough attention to how dysfunctional the forward line is sometimes and the thing with the clearances yeah we won the clearances but we've got mitch lewis back kick it deep kick it to him don't kick shallow ones that are just going to get punched out of the 50s and i think that was the issues we were winning balls and nash newcomb warple whoever was or day whoever's banging it in there they were kind of mid balls to shallow balls um that just wasn't good enough. So there's a massive disconnect between the mids to the forwards. And that's not a new thing. No, that's from not. the Clarko days. A, that's yeah, from the Clarko days deal. as well. Yeah. Um, so we fix a clearance issue. I think the second half of the year is about let's find that cohesion between the mids and the forwards. When we find that, we are going to win games of footy. Of course. Regardless how bad our defense is. Yeah. Because we get it down there. Because we can engage score. in a shootout rather than. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. The way we play that sort of really risky, high reward down the corridor game style, I would love to see us just get more scores because I think if we if we got into a shootout, sort of like we did a little bit against Adelaide, we have a good chance of winning. Yeah. It's the games where the whole energy sucked out of it and we just really can't find a plan B and to moving the ball up the ground is a bit of a difficulty. Now, before I, we get on to your 3 2 ones, are there any other things you want to mention about this game in particular? Well, we haven't talked about many positives, and I did slightly mention the midfield. this before, but that, that, that is the positive, is is the centre dominance continues. Yeah. And that's a step in the right direction. If we're getting that every week, and we have been getting it every week of the year, then that's fine. As I said before, we just need to fix up that cohesion between the mids and the forward line will be sweet. But that the way we dominated in the midfield, it's a massive call, but it was almost our... In the first half, that was probably our best midfield performance Statistics-wise, sort of back you up. And I was really impressed when I saw that because Sarong and Brayshaw were sort of considered like... Fremantle in general were considered sort of the best upcoming midfield in the last yeah. couple of years. And to see our midfielders, like Will Day's his first year, John Nickham's only played one full season in midfield, and Warple sort of refound his form, and Nash as well in there, our midfield sort of jumped them. Already. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how well our midfield's gone. We can't stop praising our midfielders, can we? And look like Nash had another massive game. Warple got MVP. Newcomb did some good stuff. He found his way on the score sheet again. And and Day had a great game as well. So all the midfielders played well. So, yeah, it's good to see that well, uh, is still the case. It's a great segue because that brings us to my 3 2 ones. Right. And Hit me. three of those four players are in my 3 2 ones. All right. who's, your, the, who's your number one? Or who's your three votes? I actually did no particular order. Nah, give me an order. I'm going to give you an order. One, just a solitary vote goes to Warple. Yep. I'm giving two to Day and three to Nash. Yeah, I actually, when I checked the stats and sort of the fans' comments, as I said, I, once again, guys, I didn't actually watch the game, it seemed like he had a colossal game. Well, it's been similar to his last couple of weeks where it's been very handball dominant. That's Let's fine. Kick. Absolutely but fine with me. It's working. And and he's not... He's doing pretty good at his disposal efficiency. He's not really bugging anything up. The, the reason Warple... Warple was probably the most... He looked like the most impactful player, 
but he burnt it too much to be number three. I I almost was going to say, one of the things I love about Nash, it's almost like he understands his limitations. Limitations. That's correct. And if Warble hands off a couple more balls to like a Will Day or a Carl Amon or a Josh Ward, I would really appreciate it. (laughs) But Warple's ball winning ability is great. And center work is the best we've seen from a Hawthorne player since... 2018 Mitchell. I, I agree. I mean, I, I saw some of the highlights of him as MVP. There's fend-offs, the bursting away from Stoppy. He's great off that sort of 10, 15-metre burst. Yeah. He just lacks so much skill and composure on the outside. It's a really big issue when, you know, you've got leading forwards like Fergus Green and Mitch Lewis in our forward line and, you know, Luke Bruce on his day when he's back. Uh, that It'll be huge if you could just hit a couple more balls. But anyway. Well, I think 15 minutes is way too long to be dissecting this game um we'll put it in the rear view mirror great and move on just quickly a bit of housekeeping well, yeah, were there any injuries or uh, mro brockman will miss That's a right. week for the sling on brandon walker a bit soft but they're cracking down do on we that. challenge no, I think we've already accepted it, and I think that's the right decision. I think it is too. You know why? Because I the one game I did watch this weekend was Box Hill, and there were some huge plays in that game. First, Cam McKenzie was absolutely on fire this game, hitting targets from everywhere. I think he got around 30 touches. Uh, Sam Butler kicked four goals, three in the second, which was great. So he might come in for Brockman, but I'll hear about your team selection soon. And Max Ramson had another good game, but as we said last week, I think he's still a little bit too green. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that takes us to the MCG at 4.30 on Saturday evening. It is the Hawks v. the Ds. Now, it's a bit of a scary opposition Very based scary. off the yeah. performance that we just had. The Ds weren't that great against Gold Coast. No, they, they just almost, like a win. Yeah, they almost uh, bottled that. What scares you? About demons. It's funny. In previous years, it was their midfielders completely. Like, yeah. Clayton Oliver can get so much of the ball. Petrarca's a very damaging mid. And I still say we've got to watch out. Like, our midfielder's been good, but we ha- we can't really slack off against a team like that. For me, it's Max Gorn, because every time we play them... We just kick it to him. We just kick it right to the and big goalie. And they've got Bundy now as well, so yeah, it's so, no problems. So, their tools are going to be annoying. Um, I think their defences are usually pretty good it's, as well. It, let, let's simplify it. It's their, their whole, tools, isn't it? Yeah, it it's is. It's their tools. Yeah. Both in the forward line, the rucks the backs, mm. it's their whole spine and, and and the people they've got coming third man up. I, I know they're going to miss um, Van Royen this week who's got suspended for two weeks. That's right, yeah. So that's a bit of a let off there. And I think Tom McDonald might come back in though. And he dominated for Casey a few weeks ago, didn't he? He did against well, us. No, yeah. he dominated. Oh, no, he didn't dominate. He definitely, he definitely yeah. made himself a presence. Yeah, him and Ben Brown both in the reserve. So he, that one of them could come back in for our game. I saw... In the last quarter of the Hawks versus Fremantle game, that Scrimshaw swung forward. Yeah. How did he go? Good. He's a good for a goal a game. Probably more if he's a full-time forward. There's definitely a spot there for him. Obviously, last week podcast, I kind of toyed with putting either Sicily or Scrim down there, and one needs to go down. Sicily, I want to go back to... Um, I'm glad you've gone conversation. back to not, not in terms of how he played on the weekend, but... He hasn't really played that well all year, as I felt. No, and I I, I was going to go back to Sicily for a completely a, a similar but different reason. And my reason is I want him to play that third man again. I think yeah, that yeah. this this idea of him playing as a key defender is still really frustrating me. I think we bought Blank in his mid-season draft la- last year to play that second tall. We've also got DGB, who we might need to get more games into. So I'm... Really suggesting we try and look at Sicily as that third man again. I think him on a tall takes his attributes and skills away. I asked you about Scrimshaw because I want another tall forward in. Yeah. I think that there needs to be just one more so Green's that third tall and Mitchell Lewis has a bit of help. And in a game against the Ds where they've got some pretty good tall defenders, do we bring another tall to maybe hit, make the ball hit the deck a bit more? 
I mean, I don't, I don't see why clubs don't do this, but I'd almost be tempted to go smaller just because of putting in these chaos balls and not the high ones. Because although Mitchell, Mitch Lewis is a colossal in the air, it's something we've struggled with with every other player in that forward line is creating a contest. And if it's not Mitch Lewis, who's going to have his hands full anyway, yeah. um, then we need to find new ways of getting the ball inside 50. And I don't think the high ball against Melbourne works. And I don't think we bring another player in for that unless it is Sicily who can, who can do that well. And the reason why I'm, I keep throwing up Sicily in this conversation is if he doesn't play outside, he needs to do something, play a different role just to get some confidence back. He is not the same player on a confident level than what he has been previously. I don't know if it's the captain's curse that we've got at the I don't think so. I think like the that. role he's playing is just not his favourite. I mean, that third man role, he's a bit undersized anyway, as it is. But his skills are intercept marking and kicking. Yeah. You can't do either, either of those when he's playing on a massive key forward. So I'm similar with you. I just think... He might be a little bit off this year. I don't think he's far off. I don't think he's had a shocker. No, no he hasn't had a shocker. I'd just like to see him go back to his natural position. But anyway, leading into this, what are your team predictions? I've gone without too much thought because I don't want to put too much thought in it. It's never really what we say. Um, but I've gone... Brocky's obviously out with suspension. I'm dropping Morrison. Yep, fair enough. I'm dropping Fergus Green. Wow. Wow. And I'm getting rid of Bramble, who was the sub, and I'm putting back Brewston, CJ, mm-hmm. Cam McKenzie, and Butler. But I like the ins. If there's a way, to, if there's a way to put DG, I just didn't know who to take out. If there's a way to put DGB in the side as well, I'm not against that either. Just give him, just blood him, give him games, him or blank. You just need it. Was as you said, Sicily needs to be freed up. I have had enough of him playing that role. As the tall defender, so you want you want another tall. We're taking away Sicily's strength. I agree, That's and making I said. him play a role that is just not suited because he's so undersized. We've got two people in Box Hill that are drafted to play that exact role that we're reluctant to play because they have been towed up. And we have to admit, when they do play AFL, they get towed up. But the only way they're going to learn, and in a side that we're not playing necessarily. To win every single game, obviously we're going out there trying our best to win, but it's not the main goal at the moment, it's development. Bring those tall defenders in and make Sisley play the role he's meant to do, and maybe that will just make him a better leader as well. He, uh, How hard would it be to captain playing the role he's playing that's not even the role he's contracted to play? Yeah, and you've got Wedelin still. Yeah, I've, I've, I've stuck with him. He'd probably be the other one on the chopping block, but he could be he, guys, for me. He could be probably maybe the only swap for blank. Yeah. But I would be giving him another game. I think he's shown enough to actually young, get a the young a third guys. In a row. The young guys probably didn't apply to Ramsden because he looked way too green. But when you're going to debut people, give him a block. Like we've given Seamus a block yeah. as well. Seamus has probably performed well enough. I know we got subbed out uh, a couple of weeks ago and whatever. He's probably done enough. To keep his spot. Oh, I would agree. I love Seamus. I think he's been a great player for us. But so far. when when people start coming into form at Box Hill, it's guys like Seamus and guys that Weddle that are probably on that low end of the list to, to get dropped. Which is fair enough. I mean, their yep. first year players, you know, maybe not Seamus Mitchell, but he's played his first block of games right now. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like, it'll be so nice having Brucey back in it and CJ, but Bramble, I reckon, still 
sneaky chance to get a game one of these weeks. I think he's been playing well enough at Box Hill. I like that you've put Cam McKenzie back and you've kept Ward in because a lot of people are sort of saying, oh, we've got too many mids. Does Ward or, C- or um, McKenzie play? You've got uh, C-Mac back in. Uh, like, yeah. Obviously, he played last he, week. He but, played uh, a really good first half. If you ended yeah. the game on the, on the first half, he'd probably be our best player. Okay. Um, but typical C-Mac doesn't really play four quarters. Yeah, Fergus Green's... The, the, oh, look, I like all your changes. Fergus Green's maybe the only one I don't agree with. I think that we need to... He just needs to find a bit of form again. It's a bit hard yeah. to score when you got 46 points scored. I don't mind it only because Mitch Lewis and Fergus Green just need to learn how to play together. Um, and, yeah. and I feel like they're getting in each other's way a little bit. They didn't even play a lot. They Mitch Lewis barely had a preseason, so they haven't even trained for this in preseason. Mitch Lewis has just kind of come back in the side. Sam Mitchell's been like, okay, Ferg, you've had your shot being the main forward. Mitch Lewis is back now. Now just do whatever you want to do. And it's not really working. Does questions need to be asked? And I hate bringing up this conversation of our forward coach, David Hale, right now. He's not our forward coach. Oh, he's not? Chris Newman. Oh, that's right. Chris Newman used to be our defensive coach. Yeah. David Hale's midfield, is he? Yeah, and he's doing a bloody great job. Yeah. Midfield Sorry, David, I really do apologise. Uh, you're doing a great job, mate. Yeah, Chris Newman. I, I was a bit unsure when he actually got pulled, pulled there because he's a defender when he actually played yeah. footy. And our defence was fine last year. It's, yeah. But bringing in Cade Simpson really fucked things up a little bit. I I was I'm still can't believe we did that. I mean, if Chris Newman had our defence locked in so well, I don't know why you'd mess it up. It's about giving coaches more versatility um, and different type of roles, but it's, it ha- and it's probably the right time for our club to have the flexibility to do that because we're not under a lot of pressure about ladder positions Which and things fair. like that. Yeah. Um, but it has really impacted us this year. Hasn't yeah, it? I, I think for me, it's just usually when you're a bad team in the ladder. You just get smashed around the ball. Yep. So you, you give yourself no chance, right? Like you lose the contested possessions by 30. You lose the clearances by 20. And the game's never really in your favor. But the fact that we win so much ball and we get so much territory from our midfielders, I can't believe we're losing like this this year. Like it, it really is between the arcs we suck right yep. now. No, so, no, no. Between the arcs, we're good. It's in. Oh, sorry, in the arcs. 50, yeah, yeah, you're inside right. The inside, inside the arcs. Um, yeah. where, where we've really struggled and struggled terribly um, in both ends and it's got to change and that brings me to the next question how the hell do we beat Melbourne on the weekend what needs to happen I'm almost going to go out there and say we don't I don't think there's a yeah. short term plan I don't there's probably one team one of the teams in the comp that I actually don't feel like we can get on top of I mean look I'm not going to go they're the best some... fourth quarter team look at our second halves yeah I'm not even going to go through some fancy sort of like oh let's get more entries or not I'm just going to say we need to score above 90 points this game at least yeah at least don't and, I, and how, I mean don't know how we do it don't no, care how we do I, it I just don't, score I actually don't know how we do it I mean I because our, our method right now has been winning clearances but they might beat us in clearances it's probably going to be finding a way to transition the ball better I'm not sure how we're going to do that this week in particular because no. it's the team we're up against. I think that Sandwich has got to go back to the drawing board soon because our scoring's been a really, really big disappointment. So we've got all the players in now. Our, our forward line is the best it can be this year. Well, maybe we just have week. to wish for another rainy game or something to maybe. make it a slog. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Hope Melbourne maybe. are off their game because I feel like when we did versus them last year, they were right for picking. They were. They yeah. weren't playing. And we played well against them last year. Yeah. It was an honourable loss. Yeah, that they were in second gear. Um, we kind of came to play and, and missed a few opportunities, reminiscent of a few games this year where we've been playing well and just haven't been able to take our chances. Um, 
but I don't know. I, I literally don't think we could beat Melbourne this week. And that brings me <laughs> yeah. to my tip, which we'll go early and then we'll talk wait, about Wait, before we go to the tips, we'll just go... Oh, okay. I was yep. going to just do a tip. I reckon Melbourne is going to win by 55 points. Yeah, I've got Melbourne by 50. Yeah. So, I think it's going to be a bit of a, a smasher. We'll both be there. Yeah. With well, our dad. Of course. Uh, who... Who is one to watch? Who are you expecting a, a breakout game from? I'm um, Mitch Lewis. Yeah. Against yeah. May and Lever, that's pretty I, bold. I, of I do reckon, yeah. I reckon that he's had two weeks now where he's been back in. You know, the first week he missed a lot of set shots. This last week he seemed like he just missed start. He just got started with the ball a little bit. He got two goals. But well, I'm actually going to say, I, I know it's a wild thing and I don't really have much logic behind it. I just have a feeling that Mitch Lewis might actually have a big game. Kick five? Going up that close? Yeah, I'll or? say like three or four. Maybe. Maybe we won't even kick five goals the way the yeah. way we're going. And I might have to change that, to be honest with you, because it's, uh, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I'm still going to go with him. I, I, I'm What, what actually I'm going to look for, though, more than just Mitch Lewis having a good game, is Cam McKenzie comes back in and Hopefully. has a standout game in midfield. Rising star on Yeah, because see, the thing we're missing, I reckon, and we is mentioned this about mids. yeah the mids before, is we can win the clearance, we can win the hard ball. Now, who do we want kicking it at the end of the chain? Now, Day's, Day's, are, only Day's one, an okay yeah. kick. But Cam McKenzie is on a different level of skill when it comes to kicking. Yeah. So if we can get the ball in his hands going inside 50, well, we're going to have a lot more scoring opportunities, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I'm so. going a different one. This guy had a better game on the weekend, but has just had a really down year compared to last year, and that's Dylan Moore. And I feel like Dylan Moore is someone... And I remember that game against Melbourne last year. was the first time I think we injected him in the midfield. And I just remember him dominating. He won't play midfield. And he won't play midfield. I'm not saying he will, but he's ready to burst. I reckon he'd be very disappointed with the way he's going. And you, you, you could just see on the weekend, I think he run the most Ks for us. Mm. Um, and he yeah. was just trying he's and a trying workhorse, and trying. Trying, trying, trying. Yeah. Nothing was working out for him. It's about time it does, and it's going to be on Saturday. It, it feels like there's not a lot of players in our team who care more than what Dylan, Dylan Moore does during the game. I agree. He really cares, doesn't he? He, he, he He's Hawthorne. He, yeah. he has a hard I mean, amount that, of goals. We all know about that jumper grab earlier in the year, but I just feel like he'd be more disappointed than anyone about his performances. Yeah, 100%. Like We talk about it, but it just, he just seems like a player who almost tries too hard. Like, he really wants to get himself back into form. I think that's what's happened this year. He has a leadership position. He's a, he's a vice captain. And he can't really, like... Last season, I feel if he was getting starved of the ball, they could just chuck him in the midfield. Get yeah. ten touches a they quarter, can't do that this year. and then throw him back. But the issue we've got right now, and we spoke about this and last week, is uh, we got too many midfielders on the ground. Like That's Josh true. Ward can't get midfield minutes right now, so he's stuck out on the wings. Ken McKenzie was in Box McDonald's. Hill, smashing it at Box Hill two weeks in a row, and there's still going to be questions asked whether he's going to come right back in because our midfield's still overloaded right, right now. We're we're having a lot of difficulties with uh, shifting these minutes around right now. I'm pretty sure I did see Connor McDonald more around the ball this week okay. as well, which was good. So they might get more minutes. I mean, look. The issue we've got right now is we want to give some of these midfielders more minutes, like Ward and McKenzie in the middle. But when our midfield's dominating so much, you don't change what's not broken, eh? Yeah, it's not like we we had the luxury last year of moving Mitchell and O'Meara out and having this young midfield come through. And now this young midfield's come through and dominated. Um, they've been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully they're good this weekend because we need them to be against Petrarca and, and Oliver and whoever just runs through there it just seems to be good. So... Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Yep. Well, we've gone through the upcoming game and the preview. Where can you find us, James? We can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much any platform you can get your podcast. And yep. 
on all socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're there. So feel free to leave us a review if you like what we talk about. It really helps with our rankings. Um, and rate us five stars if you like us as well. Great. Yeah, we're happy to get this uh, episode out a little bit earlier this week compared to last week so you guys have more time to sort of engage with it and ask us some more questions. Once again, if you're interested in being on the pod in the future, we're really thinking about getting some fans on to make it the true Hawthorne fan cast. But we hope you guys enjoyed this little Short weird, one. weird, weird episode. Yeah, it was a bit weird. Just one of us having a chat about it. But thank you. You're very informative, James. You gave me a lot of information about the game, even though I don't really want to hear about it. Well, the Haw- Hawthorne fan cast uh, curse continues. So hopefully we're back here after a win next week. Yes, that's correct. Uh, look, I don't know about this week in particular, but um, look, Hawks fans, please get down to the game. We don't get much MTG games, it feels like, these days with the Tassie influence and, you know, just us not getting your primetime slots at all. So get down to the gra- ground, support the boys. You know, we're all rebuilding here, but we're really optimistic that the Hawks are going to turn it around as the year goes on. And also, coming into next season, we can uh, hopefully show some... Um, form that looks like uh, we might get into finals in the next couple of years. Yeah, couldn't say that any better. See you next week, Matt. Go See Hawks. you, James. Go Hawks. <laughs>